With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the NUFC Blogcast Toon Transfer uh, Talk. What do we call this thing? Toon Transfer Talk, our summer series where each week we talk about the names that are linked to joining, the names that are linked to leaving. We've got loads once again to talk about. Livramento, House Transfer Update, Ashby, Kual, a centre-back left-back exclusive from Oli. We're looking forward to that. 14 sign, two from Milan could join. There's so much to talk about once again on the NUFC Blogcast. Ollie, how are you? Lots, lots going on this week. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. It was a busy day yesterday with obviously it all coming out on Livramento that he's now finally on his way. I know we, we're going to talk about that a bit more, but a, few, a week or two ago, we got an update. It actually came from Joel, who was on the transfer show last week. And it came from Joel at the time saying that we'd pretty much agreed a deal for Livramento. And obviously it's taken a bit of time for that to come through completely. But um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's agreed now. So that one should be happening pretty soon, I would think. And is that, is that 40, 40 million? We don't know how it's structured, I suppose, but the rumours are it's 40 million. Yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, obviously it's agreed, and it, I guess for us it doesn't matter too much what the fee is, but it is, this, it's a bit, a bit conflicting what the overall package will be. I mean, at the bottom side of the scale, you've got Craig Hope at the Mail who's saying it's 30 million plus 5 million in add-ons that will be based around the Champions League. Then you've got Sky Sports and the BBC saying it's an initial 32 plus add-ons. Then you've got Romano saying 35 plus add-ons. And I know the Athletics, David Ornstein, said the overall package is worth about 40 million. So we're paying something like 30 to 32 million initially, I would guess. And then there's there's add-ons beyond that that might take it up to 40 million, which is a lot of money. But I mean, we've, we've spoke about this quite a bit on the podcast that he obviously has just come, come back from an ACL injury. But before that, he was considered one of the most exciting right-backs in the Premier League. He's only 20. He's English. There's massive potential there, isn't there? So it's an yeah. exciting signing. It could be playing for us for the next, you know, 15 years, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, these, these prices, you know, they're sometimes shocking, aren't they? 40 million. You think, crikey, that's a lot for a guy who's come back from an injury, but yeah, you know, if, if in 10 years time, he's still playing for us and he's been good, it's like 40 million was such a bargain because let's remember in 10 years time, players, an average transfer fee will probably be like 250 million or something. it <laughs> will be the first yeah, exactly. billion pound player anyway. Um, cool. Okay. Well, that's great. So what do we think that's going to mean for Trippier? What is it going to mean for Burn? What's it going to mean for 
Where's he going to play? Is he yeah, going to play? I mean, is he going to be on the bench? What's going on? I think this is some, so there's sort of a bit of, not confusion, but fans are just a little bit sort of wondering where he fits in in terms of a first team sign-in because obviously you've got Trippier, who's probably the first name on the team sheet, and Livermento is a right-back, just like Trippier. So I think the one thing that, that really helps the Livermento sign-in is the fact he can also play at left-back. Now, he hasn't actually got much of a history. If you look at his appearances for Southampton, he hasn't actually got many appearances at all at left-back, but I think he's considered to be both-footed, and therefore they think he has the ability. But then even if we decide to play him at right-back, it could be the Trippier fills in at left-back, which I don't, I'll be honest, I don't see that happening very often because I think because Trippier was such an important player for us at right-back last season, I would argue it's not a very wise move to move one of your most influential players to a different position. But I think we've got that flexibility. Trippier can play at both, both flanks. Uh, Livermento can play down both flanks. But ultimately, I think this is just one of those deals where it was an opportunity that presented itself to Newcastle to get someone I think Dan Ashworth has admired for a long time, tried to sign for Brighton. Someone who fits into how's sort of intensity is our identity philosophy perfectly. He's 20 years old. Like you say, he could be our right back for the next 10 years once Trippier hangs up his boots. So it's a it's one of those signings that looks like we might have slightly overpaid, but it's worth the investment when he's got such such huge potential. Yeah, I suppose for however he fits in, we trust Eddie Howe, don't we? We trust the team. So whatever. It's an exciting signing. Um but Eddie Howe has given a transfer update, hasn't he? What's it what's he said? Yeah, so he was speaking on Friday morning to the press. It was kind of the first official press conference at the training ground with us having the Seller Cup weekend at St. James's Park over the next few days. And he was asked about Livermento. He he kind of, he worded that as he was let, he was in the dark about that at the minute and he doesn't know where that deal's at. But we he said that about Harvey Barnes a few weeks ago and Harvey Barnes literally arrived in the US that day. So I'm yeah. pretty sure Howe's just keeping his cards close to his chest there. But he did say he likes Livermento and... I thought it was also interesting that he gave assurances. He didn't want to speak specifically about Livermento, but he gave assurances that anyone we bring in, there'll be sort of really strict physical tests done that will identify any any problems with injuries. And I'm saying that yeah. because people we're not are worried give, that... We're not going to throw away 40 million quid, are we? Yeah. And go, oh no, his knee is knackered. Like we're going to do the exactly. biggest Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's what it's worth noting, actually. There's a really good thread put out by uh, Edit Kev, Kev Lawson on Twitter. And one clip from that thread, which I, th- I find really interesting, is where Livermento is defending against Matoma in one of the last few games of last season. Mm. And obviously, we know how quick Matoma is at Brighton. And he mm. keeps pace with Matoma. If not, catches up with him, actually, in the little snippet he puts in there. So if that's anything to go by, I don't think he's lost any of his pace. But, uh, no. but yeah, in terms of what else Eddie Howe had to say, I thought it was really interesting that he said he'd love to bring in two more players. And he kind of said that he doesn't say any more than a couple more signing. Now, he, he didn't make it clear if it was Livermento plus two more or the two more including Livermento and therefore only one more after he signs. But um, but yeah, he was basically say, saying that the squad needs to be robust enough to challenge, obviously, on forefronts next season, as we know. Another update that he gave, which I thought was interesting, one of the journalists at the press conference said, you've only got two senior strikers on, on your books now in Wilson and Isaac. Are you thinking of signing another forward? And from what he said, he basically said the transfer fees associated with players in that position make it unlikely and probably not possible. He, he said it's beyond our capabilities at this current time to get a third striker in. So it's kind of reading between the lines there. I think he's saying that ideally he would like another striker to be brought in to give us more depth there, which when you think Wilson's got injury record, poor injury record, so you would ideally want another one. But 
given the premium strikers cost, I think he's basically saying we don't have the money to do that. But but who knows? I wouldn't. I know House kind of said there that he doesn't think a third striker is possible, and he thinks Gordon can also play there. But I wouldn't rule out a late loan move if the right deal came up. But I think that's quite unlikely. Yeah, I mean, you could probably say any any position to How, and he'd say, well, you know. We'd love it, but we can't do it right now. You know. So, yeah, exactly, so exactly. And uh, Ashby is has gone to Swansea on loan. Is that correct? Yeah. So that it's funny because there's been like eagle-eyed fans noticing that there was a picture of his like tattoo sleeve in Swansea's training picture. Saw that. That was proper Sherlock Holmes yeah. stuff, wasn't it? It was. It was brilliant. And and he, I can't lie, it matched up perfectly to his tattoo. So I get the feeling there that he's been. Well, I've obviously been there for a few days, but I think we could only officially announce that deal once we knew they had the Livramento deal wrapped up. So I think the fact Ashby's now been announced on a season-long loan is probably proof that Livramento is practically through the door and just probably completing the formalities. And hopefully Livramento will sign in time to play some part this weekend in the Seller Cup. But if he doesn't, we've still got him in before the new season and it's a, it's a good signing, isn't it? Yeah, and we've talked about the right 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 back situation, so we don't need to go on about it again. But Livramento yeah. in, Ashby, Ashby gone. As, as you said, actually, or was it Joel? It was one of you said... The fact Ashby was rumoured to be going out, I think it was you, was a big suggestion that Livermento or another right back was coming in, and and that's oh, yeah. exactly what's happened. So there you yeah, go. I put that little snippet from the last podcast on Twitter actually, because it was it was like you said, the fact putting two and two together, Ashby was going to Swansea, Southampton were looking at Max Aaron's at Norwich. You just looked at it and thought, I'm just predicting it to come out in the next few days that we've agreed a deal and, and we we'll have. So I mean, it's not it's 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 one of them. It's just putting two and two together, but it all made sense, didn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, one other update from Howe's press conference, he might have been just about to go on to this. Was yeah, probably Garan go for Cole. it. For it. Yeah, what yeah, about so, so Garan Cole was obviously mentioned that he came in back in January from the Australian League and then he went straight to Hearts, which didn't work out too well. But he's come back to Newcastle. Howe's said for quite a few months now that he'll go out on loan again. And Howe basically confirmed in his press conference today that he's held talks with Cole yesterday on, on Thursday and that he's about to go out on loan. He didn't name the club he's going to, but he confirmed that he's going to go out on loan. Um, okay. He said he's going out on loan on Friday, but whether that means today, Friday, or next Friday, okay. I don't know. But he's expected to go to the Dutch league and to go to FC Valendum, who uh, okay. finished 14th in the Dutch league last year. So oh, I just really he... hope he plays. <laughs> well, like, you know what? I think the Dutch league, I think you might have mentioned this maybe on the last podcast, but the Dutch league's notorious for giving youngsters a chance, and it's a good brand of football, and... He'll he'll play in the same league as Jan Kuba Minter. Well, he's obviously gone to Feyenoord, which I thought was an impressive loan move in itself to go to the mm-hmm. Dutch champions who play in the Champions League. I think so. So yeah, it'll be it'll be cool going to the Dutch league to play for FC Volendam, and that should get announced pretty soon, I would think. So hopefully, he gets more game time. Yeah. Loads and loads going on. Let's take a quick break, and we'll move on to talking about uh, an exclusive Ollie's got. So let's take a break. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. So, I, I did listen back to this podcast the other day, Ollie, and I usually have to listen back because I edit it anyway, but I say welcome back so much every time we come back. Welcome back. <laughs> I need to try and think of something else. But anyway, you've got some sort of exclusive for us, have you? I know I love your exclusives. Usually, you know, I think about four times out of five, nine times out of ten, they seem to have something in them. So go for it. What have you got? Yeah, so I actually put this out yesterday. So what, it was on Thursday. I put this out onto the blog. And it was basically just a little update on where I've been told Newcastle are going to look at next following the signing of Livramento. So I've been told that they're going to prioritise the signing of a right-sided centre-back, which, to be fair, may not seem like much of an update because I think a lot of people felt like that's the next area we're going to, to target. And I think we're going to look at like a slightly younger right-sided centre-back who can offer a bit of pace and not only compete with Fabian Shaw now, but be a future sort of long-term partner for Botman if we, if we can make that happen. But not just it's this is not just an update on the centre-back. It's also that I've been told that with Kieran Tierney at left-back and Lewis Hall at left-back being two of our main targets at left-back this summer, but two players we've struggled to sign as of now. I mean, Tierney, apparently with his poor injury record, Newcastle being reluctant to pay Arsenal's asking price of £35 million plus, And apparently he's also held talks with um, Arteta about his future and his game time. And with So anyway, with Tierney not being as likely and Lewis Hall, another one I reported on a few weeks ago, Chelsea's stance on him is that he's strictly not for sale. I think there's a chance they loan him out, but if they loan him out, they won't be loaning him to a rival like Newcastle. So essentially, I think with our two main left-back targets looking unlikely, I think we're focusing on centre-backs at the minute and we might just have to settle with what we've got at left-back unless a loan deal emerges in the last few weeks of the window, which we think is worth is worth doing. So I think I think basically a centre-back is going to be the priority and you'll probably see a few new names or basically just our pursuit of a centre-back step up in the next few days and obviously with left backs who knows something could change on Tierney something could change on Lewis Hall but from what I'm told they're unlikely to be coming in at the minute based on the stance of Arsenal and Chelsea and obviously our reluctance to overpay so it might just be loans at best at left back but the last sort of big money signing might be at centre back I think um and like I and say, do you, think that, do you think that's going to be the last signing or I suppose that comes down to your interpretation of Eddie Howe saying two more did that include Livramento or not yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I think the only permanent signing we're going to make after Livramento is going to be a centre-back. That's, I mean, like I say, things might change on Tierney. I think with Lewis Hall, Chelsea's stance, not-for-sale stance, won't change. And if they do loan him out, as I've said, I don't think it'll be to Newcastle, who obviously are a top four, top six rival for them now. So so I think with left-back, it's, it's still like one to watch in terms of a player that might become available on loan. Um, whereas centre-back, I think that might be the last permanent signing we'll see. Um, so which yeah, isn't I think bad. I, I think I think you know Tonali Barnes, Yakuba Minter's going to unloan, obviously Livramento, and yeah. a right-sided centre back. That's pretty strong. 
isn't it? I think they're not like they're they're first team players. I think you're right. I mean, the the Tonali one was a real statement signing of like, wow, we've just signed a player who's one of the most highly rated, exciting midfielders in in Italy, was playing in the Champions League semi-final not long ago. The sort of name we we didn't imagine being able to attract not long ago. Barnes is your proven Premier League winger who who will add goals, hopefully, to our attack and something that St. Maximan was guilty of not always offering. And then Livermento is just a... I think that was just an opportunity that came up and we thought, you know what, this is ticks every box for how and obviously Ash was the big fan. So I think, yeah, if you go through each signing and obviously Jan Kuba Mente, another exciting one for the future, they're all very good signings. The only the only concern I would have is that I think we went into the window feeling like in terms of what we really needed to improve the first team and, and raise those levels, I think a lot of people thought a left back and a right winger would have been targeted. So if we do go into the new season without either, people might think, oh, have we made, have we sort of have we made a mistake there? But anyway, there's, there's still, there's still what, over three weeks left of the window? So um, near enough a month really left. So there's plenty of time to do business. And just because Eddie Howe is saying two signings doesn't mean that's that's all we can expect. I think you never really know what he says compared to the reality of They're what They're never do. honest. They're never yeah. honest. You know, they <laughs> so just we'll say, see. yeah, yeah. They're just, they're just like politicians nowadays. Uh, slightly yeah. less less bad, but politicians. Um, brilliant. Yeah, let's let's see what happens then. And and there's been a there's been a new name linked, hasn't there? Oh, if you just mentioned that, is that the one you've just mentioned? No, so there new... actually has. Yeah, been. go for it. So it's. Uh, I mean, it he takes boxes in terms of the sort of centre back I think we might look at. He's a player for Red Bull Salzburg, the Austrian champions, and he's called Umar Soleil or Soleil. I'm not I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname, but but yeah, Umar Soleil. He's been linked. The Daily Mail said he's a player Newcastle have looked at. He's he's six foot four. He's twenty three. He's a right sided centre back. He's French. He's got a bit of Champions League Champions League experience with him with Red Bull Salzburg playing in the the Champions League over the last few years. Obviously, that's limited because I think they haven't really got through the group stages. But um, in terms of the profile we're looking at, a sort of athletic defender who has got youth on his side and is quite imposing as well. I think it's interesting. I don't know if there's truth in that, but. But yeah, Umar Saleh is the latest centre-back that's been linked. Whether that turns into anything or is just a rumour that everyone forgets about remains yeah. to be seen. But um, I know Joe Kim Anderson's a, he's he's someone that keeps being mentioned as someone apparently we see as an ideal like-for-like for, like for Fabian Shaw. And I, I can see that in terms of he's like a rugged defender who's also very good on the ball. But... Yeah, he's kind of rumbled on for a bit, hasn't he? He's kind of been mentioned. not not He's never been mentioned really strongly, but he's always been one that yeah. he seemed to be interested in. I mean, there was actually an update from a journalist from The Guardian called Ed Ahrens, who basically said that there's been no official approach yet from Newcastle or Spurs. Spurs are meant to be interested as well. But he said it's a deal that could go down to the wire. So I've seen Crystal Palace have been linked with a Dutch defender. I think he's called Per Schurz or something like that. He plays for Torino. But they've been heavily linked with him all summer. So it might be one to watch if Crystal Palace bring in a centre-back. Because obviously then that might open the door for Anderson. But the last I was told on Anderson is that Palace want like in excess of thirty five million, and I can't see us spending that much on a twenty seven year old who, yes, he's very similar to Shaw in his profile, which has a lot of pros. Obviously, if if Shaw gets injured, you've got a player who can come in and and play out from the back and play those diagonal balls over the top to Joe Linton or Barnes or whoever. But I always thought the centre back we bring in would be a sort of early twenties player with pace and athleticism and. Anderson's not like that. He's 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 not he's not getting on. He's not too old, but he's a, he's a twenty seven year old who hasn't exactly got, isn't really known for his pace. So who knows? I mean, he'd be Premier League proven, and he would be low risk, but it would be quite expensive, I think. So, yeah, no, so yeah, I think that's it's all about money at the moment, isn't it? It's all about the FFP stuff. So there you go. 
Um, four teenagers sign. Are yeah. we completely overhauling our like youth system? It seems like we are. Yeah, so this is very much like the the younger part of the academy. So these are four players who are coming in probably at more like under 16, under 17 level. But while I was away in Turkey, I was seeing pictures of of certain like youngsters in the tunnel at St. James's Park holding up the shirt. And it's basically just confirmation of a few young players who've signed. And I think it's always good to mention these because I know there's like a clamor now for first team signings are like, oh, we need a left back, we need a centre back. And some people are almost sick of hearing about the academy signings now, which is ironic, but it's obviously we were we were so desperate to see academy investment not long ago, so we can't take it for granted now. But anyway, the players that have signed, there's a, a player that's coming from Oldham called Sam Allaby, who's a box-to-box midfielder. He's 16. There's a South End striker called Casey Wooster who's come in. There's a, a Port Vale winger called Michael Mills. He's come in for the under-16 squad. And the last one is... Possibly the, the, the well the most exciting one really is that it's a England under sixteen youth international from Wolves called Leo Shaha. So all four of those have another Shah, just a bit more Shaha. Shaha, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he's go. better than than Louis Shaha was at Newcastle. But uh, oh, yeah, but yeah. So that's four in at under sixteen level, and then in looking at more of the under twenty one level, there's two bl- Milan based players who apparently, according to reports in Ireland, are closing in on signing. So a, what, as in youth youth talents, yeah? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I know, I know when yeah. you mention Milan, it all sounds like it's like... Ooh. Sounds, yeah, sounds oh, incredible. More more from Milan. Yeah. We're just raiding yeah. Milan. Yeah. But it's interesting here because it's, it's not only more from Milan, but it's also that Irish link again, which I think's becoming more and more obvious since Ashworth came in that we've we've not only struck up like a strategic relationship with a Northern Irish team called Lan, who won, I think, the Northern Irish Premier League last season. We've not only done that, we've also... Alex Murphy, who featured over pre-season, he came in from Galway when Ashworth first came in. There's also a, a, a Irish goalkeeper called Reese Byron, he's called, I think. He, he came in um, a few months ago as well, or maybe last summer. So anyway, there's, there's a lot of links there to Ireland. And now uh, there's an AC Milan youngster centre-back called Cathal Heffernan, who's apparently had a successful trial at Newcastle last week, and he's going to join our under-21s ahead of the new season. Um, so he's coming from AC Milan's youth setup, and then the other player who's meant to be a really exciting player is Kevin Zeffi, who's an Inter Milan winger, um, another teenager who will come in at under twenty one level. But he's been mentioned for a few months now, and apparently we're in advanced talks to sign him. So, so yeah, that could be two Milan based players joining our uh, under twenty one side, and that, again, they're two Irish youth internationals. So there's definitely, I think there's definitely links there with Dan Ashworth in Ireland. I mean, he brought. He brought Ferguson in at Brighton, didn't he? The striker who who's yeah. been brilliant and looks like a mini Alan Shearer, doesn't he? So I think I think Ashworth has definitely got good links in Ireland there. Hence why he's found these two over in Milan. The uh, anyone from Milan immediately in my head is absolutely incredible at football. So uh, so there you go. I don't want to get too 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 excited. But did you just to close? I think we've kind of covered our transfer things. But did you have you seen the? Um... The interviews with uh, Stavely and our sort of owners at this Amazon launch of our documentary. I know I'm mentioning this every week over the last three weeks because I'm so excited for it. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Like apparently there's things that have never been filmed before in a a football series. You know, it goes so far behind the scenes in the business side. Mm. It's never been this sort of all access. Yeah, yeah. I am interested to see that that part because obviously where I mean, from from the Mike Ashley days where we kind of become used to behind the scenes being non-existent and there was only Lee Charnley running the show behind the scenes and he was barely doing that. So to now see how the new owners are operating, 
whether it's Dan Ashworth, Steve Lee, Gadusi, even Darren Eels, the new CEO, it'll be really interesting to see actually how they operate because I think previous Amazon series with Man City or Spurs or Arsenal, they didn't really focus on the stuff behind the scenes and striking deals, whether it be new signings or commercial deals. We we kind of just see those, see those things get announced, but we don't really understand the inner workings. So it'll be really interesting to see like what they've gone through. And there'll probably be little snippets as well of certain deals, like, um, I don't know, like the signing of Alexander Isaac. There might be a sort of, this is just me guessing, but there might be like extra insight there on how these deals actually panned out. Yeah, I time. hope there is. That's exactly what I want, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's definitely watch the opening episode and then immediately jump on a pod. It's going to be amazing. I think it comes yeah, out yeah. next Friday, a week today. I think it's the Premier League season opener day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the 11th. Out, so. um, yeah. And then I think it'll be one episode per week or something, I guess, for the first four weeks. I, th- I think so, yeah. There's, there's four, isn't there? So I think, yeah, probably one per so week. Not, but... Well, I hope it's all just a binge watchable. They just put them all four up and we can just... Oh, it'd be nice, be wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be amazing. But yeah, um, they, they, they added like an extra slipper of Eddie Howe's um, team talk before that Man United game, isn't it? Where he, he kind of wanted to tell the players, I mean, he, he said himself, he doesn't normally do this, but he wanted to make the players aware of what Ten Hag had been saying about them. And I don't know about you, but I had, the hairs were standing up on the back on the back of my neck when I just watched Howe give that like speech to the players before. And then it makes it even better that we went on to, to batter them. I mean, it was only 2-0, but we did play them off the park that day, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That was brilliant. Um, right. Thank you very much, Ollie. Uh, again, so much insight from you. A bit of a quicker one there, but there's loads going on, loads to be talking about. And let's, it's very exciting. Livermento sounds like he's in. We've got new signings, left, right, and center being linked. Let's see who we get. Ollie, what are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? Um, well, we're just w- hoping to watch the uh, the Stella Cup games. Unfortunately, I can't actually make it to the games this weekend, which was a bit of a nightmare. Um, okay. But I'm hoping to get a stream or hoping NUFC TV actually show the games. So, um, so yeah, I'll be be tuning into those best I can. I'm off to London to go to the game for Ukraine. It's on Sky Sports. Have you seen that? I got some tickets for it given oh, to I me haven't actually. through yeah. a work link, and uh, yeah, oh, so I'm excited about that. I might see. Apparently, I might get to meet Mel C in the Spice. Oh, nice. So I mean, <laughs> what a what a weekend. Well, go to the. I wouldn't go to the Cellar Cup. I'd much rather meet a Spice Girl. Anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, Ollie. Say goodbye. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.